Hi, this is Vanessa Marshall. I play Harrison Dula on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Star Wars Bookworms. Enjoy. Even men like Talon Card occasionally make mistakes. This is the Chimera. Launch the attack. Time to go to work. You won't let me get killed, will you? Is that what I was supposed to be doing here? I should have brought my lightsaber. So, Aaron, have you ever been evacuated from a movie theater because of a fire before? Oddly enough, I have. Wow! <laughs> As of Friday. Yes. So what? I wanted to bring it up because you were with William Devereaux, who's been on our show quite a few times. So please tell this story. I think everybody will enjoy it. Okay. Well, it's not Star Wars related at all, so I'll try to make no, it brief. No, it's not. But well, I guess the fact that I was with one of the hosts of Ion Cannon makes it kind of Star Wars related. Kind of. A little bit. But I went to see the Pirates movie, the new Pirates movie. I had actually, um, it'd been a long time since I'd seen the Pirates movies. And I couldn't remember if I liked them or not. And so... <laughs> what? And I know... What? You, well, they've been... I mean, those movies have been out for a long time, right? The first one came out in 2003. So like four, that, 14 years accurate? ago. Yeah, I think so. Wow, that's crazy. So I... No, I, I like love these movies. I know you so. love them. And I, I'd heard you talk about how much you like them. And then the new movie was coming. So I was like, you know what? These are movies that I haven't seen in a long time. Let me watch them. Let me see if... I like them better than I remembered liking them. So I watched like the all four of the the first four movies. I watched Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then I went and watched the new one on Friday. Yeah, but you do know that this one's the fifth one, right? That's what I just said. One, two, three, four. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then oh, Friday number it. five. So I can't count. <laughs> so I actually really liked the first one a lot more than I remembered liking it. The the other three were uh, they were okay, kind of what I remembered. So I was, you know, excited to see the fifth one. And I went to the theater and watched the movie. And about, I think, I estimate about 20 minutes left in the movie, the workers, uh, a couple workers come into the theater while the movie's still playing. The volume didn't even go down. The movie's still, like, full blast. And they just start shouting over over the, the, the sound of the movie. And they're like, we need everyone to stand up and evacuate the building immediately. And I was just like, all right. You know, um, <laughs> you know, just get out of the theater just in case you don't know. Sometimes these type of things are false alarms. Sometimes it's something serious. So we didn't take our chances. We got up, we left pretty quickly and then um, stood outside until they basically told us that the theater was not going to open or reopen for the night. Um, fire truck showed up. People in fire gear went into the building. I don't know if there was actually a fire. I'm assuming there was some sort of kitchen fire because it was one of those theaters that has like a diner or a dinner, you know, kind of thing where they have a restaurant. So, yeah, we missed the last 20 minutes of the movie. Did they at least compensate you guys and like give you a free ticket or something? Um, they basically said just to email the theater and let them know what happened. And, and they didn't really give us any promises, but they didn't make us pay for our meals or our drinks. So that was nice. We got free a free dinner out of it. Hmm. I would have been like garbage free ticket. <laughs> so I still need to email them, but yeah, that was an exciting Friday night that, uh, we got kicked out of the movie before it was over. So we just went and hung out at Starbucks. Well, all of that to say you are listening to episode 75 of star Wars bookworms, <laughs> otherwise known as pirate bookworms. <laughs> pirate. We're definitely not doing that. 
No. Is there no, even an not. expanded universe for pirates? Do they have like books no, and stuff? Okay. No, there's not. <laughs> I mean, I guess they have like kids' books. Yeah, I mean, they're fun know. movies. The I, I mean, Jack Sparrow is an iconic character in pop culture and very fun to watch. Johnny Depp does a really good job. Um, so, and I love the ride. So, mm-hmm. you know, but you said episode 75? Episode, episode 75? 70, 75. That's kind of like a milestone number. Kind of. 75 is, you know, 25, 50, 75. So we're well on our way to 100. Well on our way. And we're doing more episodes than normal, so it shouldn't take us as long. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Maybe. If you have listened to our last episode, we were, I don't know if you want to say harsh, but very honest about our current opinions of Dr. Afra. And I know that, Bria, (laughs) we are not on your best list right now because of that. But I would just like to say, in our defense... We haven't read the Afra comics. Maybe we'll like her more once we read those. Maybe. We've just read we've just read the parts that we you know have involved Vader, so just give us a little bit of time. We'll see. We'll see. I don't see our view of the droids changing at any point. Yeah, when we posted our new episode today, um we got a lot of quick reaction from it. I was surprised. Mm. People were like, Oh, I already listened to the episode and I really disagree with you about Afra, or I agree with you about Afra. Um, Afra is definitely one of those characters that has split the fandom. Not necessarily like in a bad way. Nobody's fighting about it. But there, there are a lot of people that like her, and there are a lot of people that don't really like her that much. So I'm kind of. I still feel like I'm in the middle, though. I'm not on the like dislike side of the fence. I just don't like her that much. Just kind of like, eh, she's just another <laughs> just, character. Just don't like her <laughs> that much. Because every, what everybody just heard you say was that you don't like her. Right. <laughs> you ignored the, that it's much. It's not that I don't like her. I just don't like her. <laughs> she just doesn't stand out to me as a great character yet. She has potential, and she has her own series. So obviously if people are buying the comics. They wouldn't have given her her own series otherwise. So... You know, I'm and excited to get to that. And an action figure. And an action figure. She got a ton of votes. So. so, you know. So, we haven't, it hasn't been that long since we recorded an episode, so we don't have really anything for news. And let me tell you, I tried. I tried to find some fluff for you guys, just so that you could hear us talk about randomness. And there's not really anything Star Wars related. So, Aaron, I wanted to talk about two movies, well, no, three movies that are coming out this summer. And just get your opinion on them. That are not Star Wars? They're not Star Wars. Okay. You know, sometimes when we don't have Star Wars news, we just have to branch out to geek news. Whatever you right? want. Yeah. I'll play along. Okay. So, the first one's coming out very, very soon. And by the time people hear this, it may have already come out. But it's Wonder Woman. Oh, yes. So, initial feelings prior to seeing it. Um... So Wonder Woman is a character in the comics that I was never really that into. And not that I'm I love a big... how you spun this back to comics. <laughs> yeah. So she's a character like I used to watch like the Justice League uh, cartoon. Do you ever watch that? No. Growing up, it was kind of like in the same style as like Batman the animated series and they did a Justice League series and she was a character in that. But she was never one of my favorite characters. Uh, so when they first kind of were talking about doing this whole Justice League thing and giving us individual movies, she wasn't one that I was that excited about. But 
I did like her appearance in uh, Dawn of Justice, even though it was brief. I like the actress that they picked to play her. I think she did a really good job in that movie. And then just based purely on the previews for Wonder Woman, it actually looks like it's going to be really cool. So I am more excited for the movie than I was previously. And now it seems like it's getting really good reviews too. So, mm-hmm. I would just like to say that I like how you call it Dawn of Justice because I just call it Batman versus Suck. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. I know. You don't like that movie I, just like everybody else. I can't else, stand but... it. I can't stand it. No, but the only, like, the, uh, yeah, pretty much the only redeeming quality of that movie is Wonder Woman. So that got me really excited for the Wonder Woman movie. And then, like you said, the trailers have looked awesome. And not to mention her, like, theme music i guess you could call it that they use at the ends of the trailers it's so like fighty i don't know like makes me get all like ramped up like the electric guitar kind of thing yeah yeah it's a cool (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i think the dc movies in general haven't been great for as they're trying to kind of do their version of the the Marvel Universe, they, you know, I think they're trying to to match what Marvel's doing. It's just impossible. Marvel's just done such an awesome job. And I'm actually more of a DC fan uh, than I am a Marvel fan, you know, just as far as characters and kind of reading the comics when I was younger. I always liked Batman and, you know, the Justice League characters and Green Lantern and all and Flash and those characters more than I did the Marvel characters. So I was actually sad to see that DC is not doing a very good job with the movies. But I don't hate them. I don't think they're as bad as a lot of people think. So I'm kind of on... I think I'm a little bit in the minority. I actually didn't mind Dawn of Justice. I actually kind of liked it. And I thought Batman... The Batman stuff in it was the strongest. Well, Um, the the only property I think that DC has done really, really well is Batman. They did Superman pretty good early on. Like in the early, early days of Superman and uh, Steve Glossen will know all about that because he's obsessed with that. <laughs> and, but I think like Man of Steel was terrible. Like it was terrible, and yeah. I think they know that. And like the Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds, not oh, yeah. good, horrible, yeah. not good. But so that's not bad. even in the same. That was like before but, they rebooted everything. But I'm just saying, like they haven't really, they haven't found their groove. Mm-hmm. I'm not convinced they're going to find their groove. Mm-hmm. I think Wonder Woman's going to be fantastic, but I think it's going to be an outlier for them. Hopefully, maybe they can pick up some some momentum with Wonder Woman and like maybe learn some lessons for from what is doing well and why Wonder Woman was successful. And it seems to be like it hasn't even released yet, but based on early reviews, it seems like it's going to be the successful one of the movies mm-hmm. that they've done. So hopefully, they can learn from that and do less of what they did in the previous movies, more of what they did in Wonder Woman and kind of carry that forward with, uh, I know Justice League, you know, is probably mostly done, but. Mm-hmm. See, um, that's the problem. Wonder Woman's coming out and they've already started working on their other films. And so they don't really have a chance to necessarily yeah, but learn, but. We know changes can something... be made late in the game, you know, even ba- just from Rogue our one. history with Rogue One, you know, <laughs> so they could even make some changes to Justice League before they release it based on, uh, feedback for Wonder Woman, and she's going to be a major character in that movie too. So, if is if, she? Yeah. Do we know League. that for a fact? Oh, definitely, hundred percent. No, we don't. You don't we have don't a Justice that. League movie without 
Wonder Woman. No, I, mean, I know she's going to be in it, but I don't think that she's going to be a major player in it. I guess we'll see. Maybe she will be. I don't know. But I'd be shocked because Justice League is basically based on the core of Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, those three characters. So mm. you have to have those three in the forefront. Well, okay. Second movie we have to talk about, Cars 3. Ah, okay. I'll go first. Yeah, go ahead. I am so excited. <laughs> I'm so, so, so excited. I love the Cars movies. Anybody who knows me knows that. I am obsessed with Lightning McQueen and Sally and Mater and everybody. And I'm really excited to see the new characters that are coming in. And Lightning get to be like a coach, sort of. And then like, he's like the old guy now. He's like Doc Hudson, you know. Right. And gets in like a really bad wreck and stuff. The trailer for Cars 3, the first trailer that just shows him wrecking, it made me cry because I thought he was dead. <laughs> no. It's a children's movie. Really? You're going to say that to me about Disney movies? <laughs> hey, you know I'm a huge Disney movie fan. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, okay, that in almost every single Disney movie, parents die. But Lightning McQueen so, does not die in a, in a Disney movie. I don't movie. know. It just freaked me out. <laughs> I'm not saying that, like... I expected him to, but they gave you this, like, ominous. He's just, like, flipping and falling. And you're like, oh, my God, is he dead? And then we found out he's not dead when they released the full trailer. <laughs> yeah. My son doesn't still doesn't understand the concept of the fact that movies have to be made. Mm. He just thinks that they're always available. They just magically appear. And so he saw the trailer for Cars 3. And then immediately sat down on the couch and said, all right, let's watch it. <laughs> and I was like, uh, not, not for a while, buddy. You know, so he didn't, he didn't get the fact that it, they still had to kind of make it and release it and all that. Yeah. But I don't know this one. I am not as big of a Cars fan as you are. I love my Disney movies. I love my Pixar movies, but Cars has always been one that, um, I didn't really just for whatever reason, didn't resonate with me. Second Cars movie, even less. And well, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. The second Cars movie is not very strong. So, I mean, I, I will say that this one, based on the preview, seems like they kind of, they're back to the storytelling that the first one was like. Yeah, they're um, like regrouping. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm always excited for a new Disney slash Pixar movie. So I will be excited to see this one. But um, it's not, it's not as like big of a deal to me as something like when Moana came out, you know, kind of a new original yeah. film. These sequel films don't get me as excited. Yeah, I'm really pumped about it. But I can't say too much about my love of Cars because Disney Vault Talk and probably about, I think it's only like eight episodes away, we're going to start into Pixar. Wow. So I'm like holding it all in uh, for lots, lots my good, gush about Cars. Lots of good Pixar movies, for sure. Lots of good Pixar movies. Okay, and the third one for the summer. Three, Okay. It's three. You're going to like this one. All right. Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay. I'm excited. I like the new Spider-Man. He's hilarious, especially in Civil War. And I just watched that, like, I think it was two nights ago or something. And I was laughing just as much as, like, the last time I saw it. Just the way that he's talking, <laughs> you know, and he's, like, having conversations while he's flying around. And he's just so high school kid random. And he reminds me of some of my students. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a big Spider-Man fan. Um, I really like 
this version of the character. He's a lot. He's different than we've gotten previously in in other Spider-Man movies. But I actually really really like what they're doing with it, and I like um, the fact that he's part of kind of the bigger group. He's not. I know this movie is going to be kind of solo, but you know Stark's involved, and we've seen him in a lot of the previews. So yeah, I'm excited for this one. Yeah, then I think this one's going to be good. So must have been. Not last night, the night before, Greg asked me, so is there going to be more Spider-Man movies? And I said, yes. And he said, when? And I was like, uh, I don't remember. So he's actually looking them up now to see when the new Marvel movies are coming out and like how they're tying together. And I'm like, oh, I think we might have a Marvel fan. <laughs> Alrighty. So yay, we got to talk about something. <laughs> something. <laughs> have you gotten all of your non-Star Wars stuff out out of your system now? Revert back yeah. to Star Wars. You know, books. here's the thing: I don't have a whole lot of people to talk about geeky stuff to. <laughs> You're using your podcast for that. I'm using it for that. Yeah. Hey, if you have opinions about the three movies we talked about, or even Pirates, give us uh, an email to StarWarsBookRooms at gmail dot com. Let's see how many emails we get, Aaron, about other stuff, non Star Wars. That'd be cool. Yeah. And maybe I'll put a poll up in our Facebook group: which one people are excited for? Which one they're most excited for? Yeah, well, it's not going to be cars. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you never know. I'm sure we have tons of Disney fans. I know, but, yeah. like, Cars is one of those movies that, like, people either love it or they don't like it at all. There's, like, very few people that are middle ground. They're like, yeah, it's okay. So why are we actually here? We are here to talk about Star Wars comics and books and stuff, but we don't really have a book to talk about today, but we do have a comic to talk about. We... Mm-hmm. We had said in our last episode that we might review Thrawn next, or we might review Rebel Rising next. But we and then we lied. We're not reviewing either of those, so we kind of we decided because we looked at our schedules and tonight was free, and we're like, hey, why don't we just record another episode of Star Wars Bookworms? What can we review that doesn't take very long to read? And the next comic volume that we needed to do was Kanan Volume Two, First Blood. And you had already read it previously. I actually hadn't. I thought I had. So I just read it today. Um, so, yeah, we're going to do a, a short review of Kanan, get another Bookworms episode out, and then we'll do Thrawn or Rebel Rising. We say that now. We say that right now. Or maybe another comic. Who, know, who knows, really? We like to surprise the, you. but The, the key <laughs> is that we, there will be another episode. Yes. And we should probably start, like... Now that we have this Facebook group, we can start to utilize it a little bit and maybe start giving people a little bit of a heads up, a little warning. Oh, that'd be a good idea. You know, like, hey guys, we're, you know, we decided we're going to review Kanan next, so read it so you can listen to our next episode. You and know? leave comments and we can so we don't have throw to in what some of y'all's you. opinions are. That would have been a super smart idea. I mean, we can still post something in the, in the, uh, group because i probably won't actually post the episode for a few more days so that's true but then their stuff won't be in the episode but who knows maybe maybe we'll see we'll see <laughs> i'm gonna post it right now as we introduce the comic yeah and post... then we'll see if anything pops up by the end how about that yeah we did get i think when i i posted a picture from the comic today and we did mm-hmm. have one of our listeners amy replied to the picture and told us that Kanan was her favorite comic of the Marvel stuff. So so there, there's some live commentary. Yeah, so the stats for this book, 
Canon Volume 2, First Blood. This actually collects issues 7 through 12 of Star Wars Canon from Marvel Comics. Writer Greg Weissman, who we actually interviewed on our show, episode number 34, if anybody wants to go back and listen to that one. Um, artists are uh, Pepe Laraz, Jacopo Kamangi, and Andrea Brocardo. And the release date is May 31st, 2016. And we are, that's exactly a year from today. And we are going to talk spoilers. Do you want to read the kind of the scroll? The scroll? The crawl? The crawl, the scroll. Here is our crawl for First Blood, part one. It is an era of betrayal. The Republic has fallen after the elimination of the Jedi Knights by Chancellor Palpatine's Order 66. Now as Emperor, Palpatine firmly commands the galaxy by his own rules. Rebels have banded together to fight back. Among them is former Jedi Padawan Caleb Doom, now who now calls himself Kanan Jarrus. He and his rebel companions are back on planet Collar. Is that Collar or Kaler? What do you think? I think it's Collar. Collar, where Kanan lost his master years ago. Kanan's past haunts him as he searches for his ex-partner, Janice Kazmir, who he suspects smuggled supplies the rebels need. In his search, he is wounded by Tapusk. These are weird words. (laughs) Before falling unconscious while the ghosts of his Padawan past zero in on him. Dun, dun, dun! Of course there's weird words. It's Star Wars. Yeah, but kind of weirder than normal. I have my first comment, just so you know. At the end of Chapter 4, Kanan comes out of, like, the back-to-tank or whatever wearing, like, boxer briefs. This and, is like, where we're no starting? Other, and, like, no other clothes. And I'm like, hey there. <laughs> How's it going? Hey there, comic <laughs> version of Kanan Jarrus. Hey, comic Kanan. <laughs> I thought about that when Good. it... I thought about that when... um. When that happened. Wow, we're really jumping ahead to issue four just so we can talk just, about this. I just want to talk about that one, this one. Okay. Page. You just wanted to get it out of the way just in case we didn't bring it up later. Correct. Before I forgot. I was thinking about it as I was reading the comic today and thinking, oh, that's interesting that they did that and trying to w- wondering if I could like talk around it during our review. Like, uh, we don't really need to talk about him basically uh, beating everybody up while he's wearing his underwear. Yes, we do. But we do. we have to talk about that because it's like it's super. So, it's like, very important to the story time, and the character there, development for Kanan Jarrus. If there has ever been a time where Kanan has been attractive, it would be right then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the the animators in Rebels are not going for that, but the the artists in this comic might have been. I Maybe think, I think they I've were. Never... There was definitely some. Uh, certain uh way of showing him that i think they were trying to catch the eye of the readers <laughs> um <laughs> i'm a, i love kana jairus but not that way you're gonna start dressing like him now oh cosplay cosplay i've <laughs> no i couldn't i could never do the ponytail or that weird goatee thing either thing i could never do that what about walking around at a convention in just like your underwear no <laughs> <laughs> I was no, talking no. about cosplaying this version of me. <laughs> that would be an easy costume. Just it get would the, be. The black boxer briefs, you know, get a little bit of Bacta on you. What wow. The, what would that be? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
How much of this am I going to leave in? <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, so there's a comic about Kanan. The um, one thing I do like about these comics is the fact that we and I think I talked about this last time when we reviewed Volume One, but I really like seeing the the rebels characters in comic form. Mm-hmm. I, I do think, like that. I think it's really cool, and we don't get the the crew like we're used to very much in this comic but we do get a little bit so we get to see everybody um kind of in their comic version and i think i i like it i like it i think it looks really cool yeah no i do too and i really like the look of all the characters and i really love hera in these and the way she looks it's just awesome yeah she looks really cool I mean, they do an amazing job. The artist, and I, I know they had three different artists across this volume. So, um, the I think the the very first part is the same artist that did volume one, mm-hmm. and I really like his art. I think he, I think that's my favorite art that they've done so far in the Marvel comics. Um, some of the scenes with you know Kanan um, or Caleb, you know, as he's fighting. Uh, with the lightsaber or even Deepa, I I mean there was some there was a scene specifically and I felt compelled to post it on Twitter today of her that I just really like it just made me really like that character almost purely based on some art. Did it give you chills? Not chills, but I was just like, wow, she is a really cool Jedi. I really like her a lot. Um, are they multiplying? Or what multiplying? <laughs> <laughs> You missed the Grease reference. Anyway. Oh, yeah. See, I don't I don't know Grease. <laughs> the, I think I said this the last time that we reviewed this. The cover art is so cohesive with the inside art that the canon comics completely, like, mesh for me. Like, I love them because of that. It's, like, consistent. Right. Um, yeah, so this comic, uh, we get to – they kind of go back in time. So we get to see in the first volume, we got to see Kanan – with uh, Deepa and what happens at Order sixty six, and then him mm-hmm. on him on the run, and the clones are chasing him, and like her own clones are the ones that are trying to kill him. And this rewinds back to before all of those events. He's in the he's in the Jedi Temple, and they show the events of how he became her Padawan. And I I thought that was pretty cool. We got to see a view into the Jedi Temple. We got to see him kind of training, interact with Yoda. Yoda dropped the you know. Do or do do not. There is no try line. Um, so that was that was actually pretty cool to see a bit of a re- rewind. I was I was getting a little tired of the Kanan on the run story, and I was actually happy to see them go back to showing him and his master together. Yeah, and you know what? I actually love all of the stuff in the temple because I think that's an area of Star Wars that we still don't have a lot of information about, and I think that's why I like the non-canon, if you will, Jedi path so much. Because it's all this insight into the Jedi and the Force and the training and all of that. And I love that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's always cool to get some insight. In. And we didn't get too much time in there. But we did get to see um, we got to see Yoda. And then they actually had a, an interesting cameo from uh, Sin Dralig. Who I remembered from... I mean, this is like episode three. He was almost like just a background Jedi. He was one of the Jedi that was killed by Anakin, and you can only see it in the hologram. And he played a bigger role in like the Star Wars episode three video game. 
Um, but that character was always one that I thought would have been cool to learn more about. And not that we got to learn more about him in here, but we got to see him in uh, kind of the new canon. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. A nice little cameo. Mm-hmm. There was a mention of Cad Bane, which was cool. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That was awesome. I was just like, yes. I actually was kind of hoping we would see him. I remember thinking that when I read this. Yeah, we haven't seen Cad Bane yet since uh, Clone Wars. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's always, like, hopes or some people hope that we'd see him in Rebels. So this is a Rebels story that we got to hear about him, but he still didn't make an appearance. So, But it was it was nice to at least get the, the mention. Yeah. I like, though, that they are not shying away from, like, the cameos that are in this and then also the mentioning of other characters. It's like... It's that whole thing that we've talked about before of like everything tying together and the threading of all the things. Right. Yeah. So in the last issue, they had talked about how, um, not the last issue, but the last volume, they had talked about how Deepa um, was kind of, they were mentioning her being kind of, she was broken and she had been in like this coma and she had gone crazy at some point. And that was kind of her storyline in Legends mm-hmm. that in the Shatterpoint novel, how she had gone and gone crazy and she basically ended up in this coma, which she never really actually recovered from in the Legends universe. Um, so the, I, I thought those, those were nice little references to kind of that history. And then they actually continued on with that in this volume where they, they talked about that again and they actually mentioned the planet uh, Harun Kao, which is the planet that in the shatter point that she went to and um, lost her mind. So they kind of, you know, they brought that into Canon. Uh, So obviously the exact story of what happened to her is different. You know, in this storyline, she fought against Grievous and Grievous wiped out her, you know, all of her clones. um, And that's kind of what drove her mad. Um, But, you know, it was, it's, it's cool that they at least referenced um, or, you know, kind of gave a nice little, shout out to some of her backstory and legends, even though it's changed now. Yeah. And again, that's something really cool that they're doing. And I like all of the panels of her when they're showing her like in the back to tank and stuff. It's almost like she's swimming. And I thought that was cool. Yeah, I'm looking at those right now. And then she mentions all this stuff about like feeling like a failure and everything. And it, you've got to wonder what she really went through. So I think it's kind of cool that they didn't go. I've never read the Shatterpoint novels. So I didn't even know all that stuff. So this is like all new for me. So it's cool for me to know that now that it's like previously legend stuff, slightly different. Yeah. But nice little shout outs to it. Um, Kind of in the way that Thrawn, how they did with some Thrawn stuff. Where they're they're referencing things, but you know his story has changed. Seems mm-hmm. like seems like they're know. doing that a little more now than they originally did with when this new canon stuff started. Maybe they're getting more comfortable. I think so. I think time as time passes. I think when when the new canon started, they really didn't want. They wanted there to be a very hard divide between legends and canon, but now they're they're getting a little bit more comfortable, kind of slipping some of this stuff in. Mm-hmm. There's this really cool scene where Depa's like training the the Padawans, 
and she's like doing the forms and stuff in front of them. Is that the one you were talking about earlier? No, the the image I was talking about is when she actually takes on the the guy that's trying to sabotage the temple oh. with his bombs, and she points the lightsaber at him. Is basically like you know something about giving him mercy or something like that. I forget, but she just has this really cool look, and the lightsaber is kind of pointing right out at the panel. Mm-hmm. So I'd really love to learn more about her. I love, and that's one of the things I really liked about the Dark Horse comics that they did with a lot of these Jedi Council characters is they gave us stories where we get to see them in action. So characters that we only saw sitting on the council in the movies that we didn't really get to see do much. And you're just kind of like, okay, who's that boring alien? When you read the comics, you get to see them in action and see how cool they really were. Mm-hmm. And that's and Deepa never really got that chance in kind of the older comics. I, she had a couple stories, but this has really been a showcase for her. Um, and to have her actually be Kanan's master and to have master or to have Kanan be such an important part of the current Star Wars storyline, I think is really cool. It's a, a, almost a revitalization of this character, a character that I never cared for. And now I'm like, she's an awesome Jedi. Yeah, no, I'd love to get to know her more. I found that panel you were talking about. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So one thing that they did in this comic I thought was interesting is they actually brought in, uh, so she has to kind of um, go back out into the battle battlefields and they give her a new group of clones to work with some of the survivors mm-hmm. of her original group but then she gets all these like young they call them green uh clones and they introduce a new young clone which he ends up getting the name stance <laughs> but i just thought it was interesting to, sh- to show kind of you get the older clones what we're used to seeing but then you get this almost teenager clone uh that we haven't really seen before other than boba fett and kind of the young cadets that he was with that were clones Mm-hmm. But we haven't seen kind of this age range for a clone, so I thought that was a kind of a unique thing that they that they did. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm kind of confused too how someone that age could be because it's like everything is so regulated. You know that they would have someone younger in this sort of a field of battle, but maybe that's hmm. yeah. And I know for Kanan, they kind of just they. Uh, described it as normally they wouldn't have that young of a Jedi or a a Padawan come out into battle, but because of the need of the war that they needed him to come out. And I I wonder if that's the same kind of for some of these clones that maybe they typically wouldn't have that young of a clone out in battle, but there was a necessity uh, because maybe they're running low on troops. I don't know, but it was, it it was interesting just to see this character interact with Kanan because it gives Kanan a character, around his age that you can mm-hmm. see him kind of bond with. Yeah. Which probably makes it even more devastating when order 66 actually happens. The first panel where we get to see grievous, which is when they introduce the mission on going, going to Megito, He is, he looks really good. Yeah. And his eyes look really cool. Cause that's like one of the few, features of of him that make him look somewhat human in right i think it's he doesn't have much left no <laughs> just the eyes and kind of like the the heart and whatever was behind his chest piece but some like i i really noticed in this in that panel that his eyes were really striking so the artist did a good job of capturing that mm-hmm. it's like you have such nice eyes grievous 
You have such great eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so as we move forward, there's like all these these images of Deppa just like I'm gonna say it like kicking ass. She's awesome. Yeah. She's so cool in this comic. She's my favorite part of this comic. I I really like that character now, and it's sad because you know we're not getting any more Kane in comics. This is it. Um, and then you know we already know that she dies during Order sixty six. So. Right, and then there's this whole panel, and I know you have it here in the notes that the battle droids start to climb towers. Oh, I didn't yeah. know they could do that. That was a strange. That was a strange thing. Now, there's different types of battle droids that we've seen, and you have kind of that assassin droid. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's the but right. These term are like for it. just Rogers. Yeah, these are just regular Roger types. Um. So, yeah, it was kind of weird for me to think because they didn't mm-hmm. everyone always you, you see these droids and they seem so disposable if they had the ability to kind of be that nimble and agile eh, i don't know it just didn't seem to fit i wish they had just gone with the more advanced like assassin droid type to be climbing walls i would totally would have bought into that mm-hmm. but yeah that seemed a little weird and shortly after that we get one of the coolest cameos ever in this particular comic Finn Rao. Oh yeah, I had forgotten about that. This comic came out like we were saying. This this volume was actually published a year ago, mm-hmm. uh, which means the individual issues came out even earlier than that. And I remember when um, the first episode of Rebels showed up or came out that had Finn Rao, and everyone was like, "Oh, that's that same guy that was in that issue of Kanan." And at that point, I hadn't read this comic. Well, obviously, because mm. I just read it today, but. Um, so this, I had heard that connection, but never actually seen it. So that was cool to come across because I had completely forgotten about it. And mm-hmm. I remember when they showed the fighters, uh, show up, I was like, those look Mandalorian. And then Fen Rao showed up and I'm like, oh yeah, it's cause he's such a big part of, of rebels right now. He's such a huge character. He's almost part of the crew, um, yeah. to see him cameo. I think this now that i've seen him so much in rebels was a bigger deal to me than it would have been if i had read it when the issue first came out yeah i agree but it was very cool just again with the threading <laughs> yes they're tying it all together story group there you go story group and then kanan's buddy <clears throat> stance ends up dying mm, yeah which was kind of sad he gets killed by so they had those guys i guess that were brothers um their last and their name was something Sears or Sears mm-hmm. <laughs> Sears like the store. Um, so they were kind of um, I don't know. I guess they were members of the the Confederacy. Is that right? <laughs> what to... are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so the guy that tried to bomb the Jedi Temple mm-hmm. ended up dying, but then his brother. So he was like the captain of something of the Confederacy. Then his brother. What, who looked very similar to him was a colonel in the Confederacy. So he's the one that ends up, yeah, those guys were in the comic too. <laughs> but that's the guy and that killed Stance. They were in the comic too. <laughs> yeah. That's the guy that killed Stance. And so, well, the, and that guy plays kind of an interesting role because, and I'm forgetting his name. I think I had it in, this, in the, yeah, his name is Coburn Sear. Uh, so he's the one that ends up killing Stance, which really upsets Kanan. Mm-hmm. So then Kanan. Like doesn't go dark, but he he kind of touches the darkness and is like, this would be easy for me to kind of just fall into and let and and be more powerful and allow it to take me over. But I know there'd be no coming back from it. And so right. he 
he's aware of the dark side and aware of how close he is to it in this moment, but he still doesn't give in to it. I thought that was an interesting moment for Kanan. Um, well, I think Kane, that happens to Kanan quite a bit. We even see that in Rebels, you know, where he he's trying desperately to balance himself. And I think he finally gets to a point in Rebels where we're at right now where he starts to figure that out. Right. So it, you're right. It, it's <clears throat> consistent with what we've seen in Rebels, and I like that they showed that that's something that he struggled with even at this young of an age. Because um, he's facing the guy who just killed his friend, and um, you know he he is tempted to kind of go into the dark side and and take the guy out. Now he ends up still ended up killing the guy because the guy goes all suicidal and like lights himself on fire, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of crazy. Um, so then it got kind of violent because then this flaming <laughs> body's coming at Caleb and Caleb beheads him, and I'm like, whoa, that guy intense. Calm down, calm down. We are so close to where he busts out of the back to tank. Yeah, there's a lot of back-to-tanks. There are a lot of back-to-tanks in this one. Well, I that, wonder why we don't have back-to-tanks. They, I mean, uh, Deepa, she's in it because she's recovering from her original battle when, and the, the Jedi Masters kind of uh, are talking about her and if she's fully recovered and that, that whole thing um, at the beginning. But then they show Kanan in the back-to-tank, and then young Kanan gets shot a couple mm-hmm. times, and he ends up in a back-to-tank, and then... Older Kanan is obviously in a back to tank. So yeah, there's a lot of back to tanks going on. But it was a cool scene. I mean, the scene where Kanan does because it's they're basically the rebels, so they keep jumping back and forth from the story with young Kanan and Deepa to the modern time with the rebels, and they're kind of surrounded in this like warehouse or whatever, but there's a back to tank in there. So Kanan's in there, he's recovering, the rest of the rebels are there around him. But then the stormtroopers finally get in and kind of capture everybody. And right before they decide that they're going to like execute everyone, Kanan wakes up in the back to tank, uses the force and like blasts out of it and beats up all the stormtroopers. <laughs> so it was like really cool scene. He just happened to be in his underwear while he was doing it. Well, that's he's in his back to suit. His back to suit, yeah. <laughs> Which his back to suit looked way cooler than Luke's. <laughs> well, yeah. He's got these cool, like, form-fitting, you know, you know, boxer brief kind of things going on, and Luke basically had a diaper, so. Well, there's this one scene, this panel, where he's, like, almost, like, running his hand, like, through his hair, and his lightsaber's lit up, and he's, like, dripping back to juice. He's, like, fixing his <laughs> and, ponytail. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> Hello, Kanan. Hello, Kanan. <laughs> I think that's what they were going for. I think that's. I think you got. The, I think they got the reaction out of you that they wanted from, from the demographic. Yeah, <laughs> they were looking. They were for. aiming right at you. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'll take it. So then, kind of like um, moving on to the the last issue of this volume, they actually um, after kind of the resolution of what happened in the in the other story and Kanan, you know doing the back to tank thing and getting away from the stormtroopers um they they switch gears and it's kind of like they call it an epilogue mm-hmm. but it doesn't really connect to the rest of the story at all and it's a completely different artist and this was right. the Definitely one part i was different. just kind of like eh, like the, it was kind of a throwaway story and they threw in a couple cameos in it but I, I'm trying to remember like where this this fell in. If this was kind of like a just a one shot during the series, and they just kind of tagged it on to the end of this 
just to fit it into the volume. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, I guess it definitely this... doesn't seem like it fits. Yeah, and the art really was kind of a downgrade for me. Yeah, um, I agree. Just because I really enjoyed the other artists for the the other issues, this this one was kind of just like eh. They did throw in a couple big cameos. Mm-hmm. So I guess that was kind of the saving grace. Yeah, the first one is, or I think the first one, is Captain Sloan. Or at this point, Vice Admiral Sloan. Right, Vice Admiral Sloan's in it, and she apparently has been, you know, ever since her her run-in with Kanan in the the novel. Yep. uh, She's been kind of out for him, so she calls him her hobby. (laughs) So great. So uh, she's been trying to find him. Uh, but he still he still manages to get away, and then we get kind of the Inquisitor showing up as well, uh, who interacts with Sloane. So it's funny because I because I know we we read the aftermath novels, and Sloane mm-hmm. is a, a major character in those. But I kind of forget that she came from um, Rebel Dawn, or mm-hmm. uh, not a Rebel Dawn, a New Dawn. I, I forget that that's kind of where her origins. And so to see her pop up in this time period, I was like, wait, what? And then I remembered, oh, okay, that's right. She she was first introduced in a novel with Kanan, not actually in Aftermath. I kind of got sidetracked. I was looking at this one panel. What, what's in the panel? Well, it's like this scene that looks like a really young, it's like young Kanan. You know, when he's like kind of like a teenager and his hair's gotten longer. It's like after oh, after okay. Order 66 and like... I was trying to sort of backtrack and read what they were saying about that and remind myself what happened. Right, because Ezra, when Ezra's on the planet, he gets cornered by some stormtroopers <laughs> right. and then some stranger helps him out and he doesn't realize that it's Kanan's old friend who Kanan mm-hmm. had been looking for. Um, it was weird because in the panel, it looked kind of like Zeb. Kind of. Because they only show like very little of the bottom of his face. And I was like, wait, is that Zeb? And shouldn't Ezra already know Zeb? Like, it was just kind of confused. Um, but then once I realized it was Kanan's friend, then it made more sense. Yeah. So, and then you get that panel that you're describing where the guy's kind of like, hey, he met Ezra, but he wasn't sure who Ezra was. But he said Ezra reminded him of somebody. Yeah, someone he used to know. And so then they show Kanan kind of in his smuggler gear. Smuggler Kanan. Kanan's gone through a lot of phases. He has. He's had quite a quite a life. I know. And what will it be coming up very soon? I don't know. I don't know either. Is that his uh some are predicting his end in the last like season? Like me. Yes. So I have to prepare myself because if he dies I can't be like I have to have thought it was going to happen. I don't want to be shocked. By it, I guess. I I've prepared myself for the possibility. He's one of my favorite characters right now in Star Wars. Um, so yeah, I would be sad, I guess. But if it if it work if it makes sense for the story, um, and kind of wraps his story up, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Alrighty. Well, I think we're kind of at the end of the comic. Is there anything we missed? Not really. I mean, I overall actually this was one of my favorite. Uh, volumes that I've read from Marvel. Um, it ranks up. This is I like this a lot better than I liked Volume One of Kanan. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones that kind of stand out to me. I really like the Lando comic, and then one of the volumes of Star Wars, the ongoing. Although I can't remember exactly which one it was. 
I did like the Orlando comics too. Um, those kind of those are like my top three right now as far as the different volumes. Uh, this is I love I love when they kind of go back into that Clone Wars era. Uh, so that's part of the reason why I'm excited for the Mace Windu comics. And we're gonna mm-hmm. get to the the Anakin Obi Wan comics as well, which we haven't reviewed yet, uh, which is also in that era. That's just some of my favorite time period uh, for these. You just love the Clone Wars. I love well, I love the Jedi, and I love to see the Jedi in action. And so that's when they were at their height, you know, their prime. So I think that's that's the part of canon that the Jedi were the most prominent. Mm-hmm. So. Agreed. Agreed. Well, we did get one response, well, a couple of responses on our Facebook post. I think a lot of people, it's been a while since they read this, so it's kind of like, uh, I don't remember. So, Abba Vader said, this was one of the better Marvel new canon runs. It was too short. First Blood story and art were good. Also, it gave a different perspective from other Jedi during the Clone Wars. If you're a fan of Rebels, you should read it. Enjoy. And then Dante DeMille said, I liked it. Sorry, it's been a while. <laughs> well, at least we know it he liked it. It has been a while. And so I think in the future, we should post this ahead of time so where people will have a chance to sort of refresh, and then they can share stuff with us. So that's fun. Yeah, definitely. But no, um, what did you think? As far overall? as overall, yeah. Overall, I like it. But, I mean, I really like the the Kanan comics. But I think it's also because I have the show to go off of. You know, so it's like they've locked me into the characters. And then it's very similar to the show. It's not a complete diversion from it. And it's also different characters rather than just like Vader, Leia, Luke, Han, you know. And I seem to feel, I feel like I like comics more when it's away from the core group. And it's like newer-ish story types of things. Or things that we haven't really seen. Because like I liked getting into Depa and seeing all that. That was awesome. Yeah. On our next episode, we are... Reviewing something. Reviewing something. Maybe Thrawn, maybe Rebel Rising. We have the Obi-Wan Anakin comic coming up. That's the next one on the comic list. So read all three of those things just in case. <laughs> and between now and then, you can find us on Twitter. We are at SWBookrooms and email us, StarWarsBookrooms at gmail.com with any of your thoughts and stuff. We haven't gotten any emails aside from button emails in a little bit. So Give us something to read. And like I said before, if you have any opinions on Wonder Woman, Spider-Man Homecoming, or Cars 3, we would love, love, love to hear it and what your opinions are. And you can find us on Facebook. We are facebook.com slash Star Wars Bookworms. And our group is actually linked there, our Facebook group. And just request to join, and you'll be prompted to answer a couple questions. And then once you answer those questions, we'll let you in. And as always, you can leave us a review on iTunes. If you enjoy our show and you listen to us, head over to iTunes and leave us a nice five-star review. You can find Teresa on Twitter and Instagram at IceColdPenguin. You can find me at A.V. Goins. So until next time, keep on reading and may the forest be with you. <laughs>